I hear Baywaters lapping with low sounds by the shore. And that can mean only one thing. It's time for Cousin Rick to call in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk. Good morning, Cousin Rick. I'm calling in Cousin Bob. Ah, very good. Good morning, RT. Very good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, this land is your land, you know, all the way from uh, California to Needham, Massachusetts. Stopping at the New York Island. That's right. That, too. <laughs> so, uh, well, do you have uh, do you have a right of the week that could uh, carry us across the country here? Oh, yeah. We've got the... Lexus, the 2022 NX350F Sport. And so this is the Sport version of uh, the Nissan NX350. And it's a uh, compact SUV or small SUV. It's akin to the Toyota RAV4. It's a little smaller, a little smaller in the back. But it's the, uh, like I said, it's the F-Sport performance version, and it comes in red line. That's the color, red line. As you can tell, it's kind of a flashy red color, okay? It's got a 2.4-liter turbocharged engine that gives you 275 horsepower hooked up to an 8-speed automatic transmission, and it does have all-wheel drive. Okay, so that combination gives you uh, EPA econ fuel economy numbers of 22 city, 28 highway, for a combined rating of 25 miles per gallon. Okay, so it's uh, maybe not as fuel efficient as some of the other small SUVs, but it's a lot of fun to drive since it's got the performance option of 20-inch F-Sport wheels. It's got the uh, typical Toyota Lexus safety package, and it's the F-Sport handling package, which includes, you know, a snappy uh, steering wheel with paddle shifters, adaptive variable suspension with uh, front and rear performance uh, dampers, uh, shock absorbers, and it's got a head-up display. Okay. And the uh, the base price of the vehicle is forty six thousand six hundred and fifty, but the uh, this has the cold package for cold area, which has the heated seats and heated wiper, window defroster. It's got the luxury handling package and a fourteen inch touchscreen with a whole bunch of features, including. A Mark Levinson 17-speaker premium audio system. And it's even got a tow package. But with all of that, it comes to, with uh, shipping and delivery, it comes to 55325 So you uh, get a little boost there for the luxury and performance. Okay? And... Uh, it's it's interesting the technology in this car it takes a little while to get used to the the driver interface so with all the controls and the the center uh, console and the options there and what's interesting is that uh, the one we drove has a head up display I like a head up display because you don't have to take your eyes off the road to look at the speedometer and it, it's a little more relaxing driving. 
But what's interesting with Lexus here, they've included a lot of the uh, push buttons on the steering wheel are activated, the, the features, rather than looking at the screen on the console, you see that in the head-up display. So it kind of takes a little hand-eye coordination between the buttons on the steering wheel and looking at the head-up display to change something, say, if you wanted to activate the, the voice recognition features. You have to push one button to bring up that icon on the head-up display and then push the button again to activate it. So it takes a little getting used to. And to me, I think what I want in a car is one knob to, to increase the volume or decrease the volume on the radio, another knob to tune the radio, and maybe the button to activate the voice system. So this takes a little getting used to. But if you bought the car, it's something you could learn because you would have the vehicle to uh, learn it and uh, get used to it. But my... Uh, I, w I wouldn't say it's a big beef. It's a little beef. The fact that because they put this, these functions on the head-up display, I like to wear polarized sunglasses to reduce glare and take uh, some of the reflections off the windows in the car. And when you do that, it gets harder to see the head-up display. Mm. So that's, uh, that's my beef. But other than that, it's a, a slick ride. The... 2022 Lexus NX350 F-Sport, this week's ride of the week. All right. Very nice. And uh, do you have anything else automotive for us today? Oh, we're, we're uh, chock-a-block here with automotive, okay? And let's go to our friends. Uh, just hot off the press, came in this morning, the latest release from iccars.com, which are the hottest selling new and used cars in last month, in the month of July. And uh, sales are down a little bit, but they're, uh, you know, the volume of sales is down from the previous month. The prices of uh, used cars is up 10% from last year. And I think we know because of the chip shortage, supply chain issues, uh, it's affecting the new car and the used car market. But what's interesting here. And if you go to iccars.com, you can get the full panoply of all the data of last year, last month's car sales. But what struck me is the used car sales, the hottest selling used cars. If you go down the list of the top 10, we can just go down the list it's from 1 to 10. Okay, number one is the Tesla Model Y. Number two is the Toyota Prius Prime. Three is the Ford Mustang Mach-E. Four, the Toyota Prius. Five, the Tesla Model 3. And six, the Tesla Model X. Okay, now all of those are hybrid or electric or plug-in vehicles. So you can see how the cost of gas has caused the uh, used car market for alternative fuel vehicles to jump. And the rest of the top ten include the, the Mazda 3 sedan, the Kia K5, the Toyota Highlander Hybrid at number nine, and the Acura ILX. So uh, electric vehicles are uh, on the move. And, uh, you know, too bad they're not 
all that much around because of uh, the high demand. But uh, I think the the jolt in gas prices has caused uh, the, the shakeup in the market, to say the least. All right. Well, hopefully, you know, a lot of those uh, production issues will get straightened out and uh, we'll be um, moving on to uh, more alternative fuel vehicles, so new and used. So, uh, uh, dare I ask, do you have a Musk Minute for us? I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> because it, uh, this is another automotive topic, okay? Let's put it this way. Uh, Mary Barra, the uh, CEO of GM, in a news conference yesterday, has thrown the gauntlet down to Elon and Tesla, Okay. She says that the GM will sell more EVs than Tesla by the middle of the decade. Hmm. And that, that's kind of a, uh, a big claim that even despite the computer chip shortages and supply chain issues, and she says they're going to uh, unseat Tesla with, uh, even in the high end, if you notice the Cadillac commercials, for the Cadillac electric vehicle, they're taking orders for that now, and they say they're. Uh, she says they're going to claim to beat Tesla in the range where people can afford the cars and have enough range that they want to buy an electric car. In other words, they're looking to uh, go big in the uh, in the mid mid price range of thirty to thirty five thousand dollars. For electric vehicles, the, the cheapest Tesla, the Model 3 with only rear-wheel drive, is still in the high 48. It's about $48,000. So they're they're saying, you know, the Chevy Bolt is going to uh, they're going to drop the price to 26,000. They're coming out with a an electric version of the Equinox with three uh, small SUV with about 300 miles of range in the low $30,000 range. So uh, good luck. I mean, competition is uh, is great. It looks like electric, like I said, electric vehicles are coming on strong, even though they're only selling 5% roughly of the, of the market share, but that's because of all the supply chain issues. And, and GM says, you know, there's, there's a shortage of maybe materials for batteries like lithium, it's kind of expensive, but GM's looking to have new battery chemistry, which will boost, uh, you know, keep, help keep the prices down and boost battery technology. And then by uh, 2035, GM wants to have all, all of their uh, passenger cars or passenger vehicles be all electric. So, uh, like I said, they've thrown down the gauntlet. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Um, uh, what else do you have for us today? Okay. Keep, keeping on the EV theme, okay, Walmart has contracted with the electric van company called Canoo, C-A-N-O-O, Canoo, for their electric lifestyle delivery vehicle. Now, basically, this looks like... Uh, Remember in the early days of the Toyota Sienna, it looked like an egg? Well, mm-hmm. this is kind of like an egg-shaped delivery vehicle. It, they go for, uh, they hope to price them around $35,000 each. It's got a 
250-mile range, and Walmart is looking to buy, start out buying 4,500 of these for delivery, uh, delivery to uh, delivery to the home, and they may order up to 10,000 of these, and they're going to start. Uh, they're running a pilot program in Dallas, and they look to have this uh, nationwide in 2023. So you'll see these uh, little blue eggs with Walmart uh, logos running around next year. All right. Very good. And uh, what else do you have for us? Well, the, uh, the James Webb telescope continues to impress. Okay. And NASA has, uh, you know, they're getting some of the initial images and they're also still calibrating it, and they've imaged Jupiter. And they, were, uh, they took some interesting pictures of Jupiter where you can see um, some of the, the faint rings of Jupiter in some of the images, and also they've tested the ability of the telescope to track a, a relatively nearby object such as Jupiter and Mars, and they can uh, control it so that it would... Uh, image an object that moves twice as fast as Mars and still get sharp pictures. So uh, a lot to look forward to from the James Webb Telescope. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I was just thinking. I don't know if uh, you know if you if you know the answer to this uh, off the top of your head, but uh, it, it occurred to me that so we're seeing all these incredible images, and uh, you know it's as if you know they were in visible light. So of course th this is actually infrared light that's being received right. by the telescope, and so then they digitally shift it right, so it would be as if you were seeing it without the redshift. Right. That the uh, well, your eye sees a spectrum of light. That's the colors that we see. Mm -hmm. And so they've just taken this infrared image and assigned it a color spectrum that we can relate to. I mean, they can they can have this uh, just show at different degrees of red. But to be more uh, contrasty, say, you would you would assign different colors, and it makes it easier to see too. Right, right, right. Plus, it looks kind of cool. I oh, mean, well, it looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the fact no that, you know, that. The, the, the infrared sees through the dust, and the fact that this light comes from so far away, it's red-shifted. So basically, we're seeing almost to the edge of the universe, mm -hmm. at least to the known, you know, yeah. known universe. And it, it's, uh, you know, kind of interesting if they're going to see a big... A big hand out there eventually. <laughs> okay, uh, anything else you have for us today? Uh, not after that. It's, <laughs> it's all minor. And, uh, right. Looking forward to the All-Star game tonight, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be fun. It was, uh, did you enjoy the uh, the Home Run Derby? Uh? I don't know. that The Home Run Derby, it, uh, I don't know, seems kind of contrived. You know, it's like... Millionaires batting a ball. <laughs> well, these guys are good, though. They are. They are darn you good. Know. <laughs> you know, you see them start out and they can't hit the thing for, you know. I said I could hit that, and then all of a sudden the guy gets in the rhythm, and man, they're clocking out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, although you know that's happened in uh, years past, that somebody does well in the home run derby, and then they go cold for the rest of the season. <laughs> right. For uh, for some 
reason, and, uh, I don't know if it's physical or mental or combination of both. Yeah, that has happened. I, I was disappointed, though, to not see Aaron Judge in there. I'm not sure what the reasons were, but, uh, you know. Well, I think he he felt that uh, a lot of them feel that if they do the home run derby after that, they're not, uh, you know, something happens. It might they might mess them up, yeah. They might, yeah, they might lose their rhythm to uh, to see live pitching, not, you know, meatballs thrown up from, you know, short uh, short distance. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, so is that a wrap for today? I guess so. That's a wrap for today. Glad we could get together. All right. Glad we could get together. So that was Cousin Rick calling in from Needham, Massachusetts, with Rick's Tech Talk, a regular feature of the Newtopian Dream.